Alright, alright, we're coming to you from the Cuckoo Club in Banda. What a fucking awesome place this is, Peter. I'm in love with this place. We're going to do this more often from here. Yeah, and hopefully we'll try and work out something where... Like, I didn't know how cool of a place this was because we can actually host gigs here. You heard that first, yeah. <laughs> Horns up live. Yeah, so if that sounds like a great idea to you, just hit hit us up. And all the bands, I know you're going to hit uh, hit us up first. But we want to hear from the audience first. Who's going to show up to Bandra, a nice cozy place? Which is next to fucking candies. Yeah. So that so means there's food when you want. And if you come late, then that means you get food at half price. That's even better, right? That's even better, right? <laughs> Cheap ass fucking place. So I think we're a little ahead of ourselves here with the... With drawing imaginary killers. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure... In a gig-starved place like Bombay at this point, too, especially when it comes to metal and rock. Yeah, and who fucking needs backline anymore? Just plug directly into whatever you want. Eyes, dude. Imagine. Imagine watching Sudeep Singh here. Imagine acoustic doom, dude. Acoustic doom, ancient wisdom with two V's instead of a W. <laughs> I bet you didn't expect that reference. Nope. <laughs> but I love that band, man. Anyways, we digress. And, uh, oh yeah, by the way, if you guys want to reach out to us, it's hansapod at, oh, we are on what? Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Gmail. Uh, what are, what's your Twitter? I'm at Trendcrusher. I'm at Asmo Annie. And we're getting this out of the way because we actually, in a very long time, have the guest with us who's hearing all this gibberish and thinking what the fuck he's doing here. And why he showed up on a rainy Saturday morning. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Bombay is Bombay is absolutely drowned out Look, again. This is, I'm telling you, this is perfect doom weather. I already have my doom playlist ready. And it's so weird, right? Because his one of his early names used to be Water. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard so much of that joke that now he doesn't even laugh at it. So, for you, those of you who didn't get the reference... It's Water Gent. Yeah, we're <laughs> sitting here with, with the man himself who... The guy who sat in his bedroom, called himself Hydrogent, and had dr- jaws dropping, I think, of a lot of people around the world. Yeah. He was the Ben Sharp of the Indian scene. Can we call you the Ben Sharp of the Indian scene? You By the way, we are all talking to Keshav. You guys are way too kind. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, but how many times have you been called the Ben Sharp of the Indian scene? That's actually the first time I've ever heard that. But that really? Is, yeah. But okay. How many times have you been called, called Cloud Kicker of the Indian scene? I don't think I've ever been called that, which is mind-blowing because I see in many ways, like, obviously. But, like, that's a massive compliment because he, Ben, has been one of my lifelong inspirations. In fact, like, when I was thinking of the name, you know, because I had to change the name of my project from that very absurd name that it was. <laughs> um, and the name I picked, I the simplest way to do these things is to just, you know, take a couple of references or, like, you know, things that inspire you or whatever and like sort of club them together. And I always wanted one word it's because, you know, cloud kickers too. It's like a portmanteau, right? Like yeah. you've got two yeah. words and you combine them into one. And so some of these, my favorite artists like cloud kicker, ocean size. And I was like, well, I'm going to just combine the two. So I was like, Sky Harbor became um, cloud kicker and ocean size. Like my, it's my tribute to those two bands that are like the two, probably like the two single biggest influences on me. Uh, till date so yeah <laughs> Dude, there's, I, a, there's a there's a reference yeah, but, to but cloud in the name get into like uh sky harbor mm-hmm. do you have a hydrogen story animesh because i i have one share yours first 
Man, I still remember. So I didn't even live in India. When you lived in uh, Dubai, was yeah, it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's when we first connected. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But that was the thing. Like I was, and for those of you who've been listening to this mm-hmm. podcast for a while, I keep making reference to this. I was like an outsider. I had like an outsider's view of the metal scene, and I still remember. This was one of the things. Then I had a few friends who were also Indian into metal and stuff. So I really knew that a band was a big hit the moment these guys also came and told me, "Hey, have you heard this band?" And uh, I still remember. I think it was probably on South Click or stuff like that. I Sound Click was where I yeah. first. Uh, and I think it was uh, also on RSJ primarily. How I had heard the forums. Yeah, the forums. That's how I kind of knew. <laughs> we knew. News. dot com. Yeah. <laughs> OG. <laughs> I was. Yeah. That that was where let's get our handles out of the way for that. Like, what were you? You were trend crusher. Yeah, I was trend crusher. I was machine head. Oh, you were machine. I head. was machine head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was. Uh, I think I was Asmodius or Asmo, one of the two. You were Asmo. Yeah, I was Asmo. You were Asmo. Yeah. Yes. But I still remember one of these guys coming up to me and being like, "Dude, have you heard this guy Hydrogen? <laughs> oh, have you heard this band Hydrogen?" And I was like, "Correction, it's not a band. It's one single person." And they were like, "Oh, it's one guy." And I was like. Yeah, and like that's a time where you kind of have that chip on your shoulder. Oh yeah, I've heard his music first, and that's how I've always felt because you had that whole buzz about hydrogen <laughs> first, and then the moment like Sky Harbor happened, and it's been great. Like since we've known each other for almost a decade now, just seeing that whole evolution uh, of things. So, what is your hydrogen? My hydrogen story. Fuck! We should let Keshav talk, no? no Why no, are we fucking guys, yapping you're, you're, on and you're, on you're and do, on? You're doing absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, no, I remember what was it? What uh, dots? Yeah. Dots and order sixty six. Yeah. Yeah. Dots and order sixty six. Was that the other song title? That was on the GIR. As in. Uh, no, the first song that I ever put out was uh, it was Treus, which that was the first song I made. Uh, interesting story about that one. Um, <coughs> So, I mean, I was into the whole idea of you know getting into this whole home recording, yeah. DIY thing, and the reason why I mean I'm just I take this and run with it, right? Yeah. So th- where all of this kind of began was like I was, like you said, like you know an outsider sort of looking in, um, because I wasn't in like one of the. I mean, I I'm from Delhi, but um, at that point in time, I was in Manipal, which is a student town in the middle of fucking nowhere, and um, you know it's all students and stuff, and so by all accounts it should be like a like a hub for you know original rock and heavy music but as it turns out it wasn't really i mean there were plenty of bands but um but i think what happened was i sort of um, in my nerdy way was scouring you know the internet and i just happened to um as i you know was getting more into this home recording thing like i stumbled across this li- very very nascent sort of um niche or subgenre or whatever you want to call it which wasn't even a subgenre at the time it was just a, a bunch of these guys doing like pioneering this whole thing because at, i mean as a student you know you have no money right? yeah. yeah so you're like all right well i have this i have this i have this and i'm like i need to somehow get the best results i can out of you know like a crappy old pc a pair of headphones and like a pod xt right and i was like all right well so i you know went on the internet and like at that time this is when forums like you said yeah. you know forums were still very much a thing of course they i think they've sort of died a natural death with the advent of social media but um so i was on all these forums you know harmony central gear slats blah 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 and i i came across this guy with the username tesseract 
and there was no, there was no there was no band called Tesseract at the time. It was yeah. just it was again like you know Ackle in his in his house, you know, making his his little demos. And then I came across a guy called Bulb, yeah. and uh, at the same time, I mean, I also came across Zoran, who is like our yeah. you know like he's uh, so yeah. I must <laughs> add, it's so strange to hear uh, Ackle. Uh, Misha, yeah. Misha yeah. and Zoran and Zoran all in the same statement. But yeah, that was the same. Those time. three uh, were actually they used to talk a lot. The three of them, like they were very, um, they were they were communicating a lot. I mean, of course, in in the days of forums, all of this is like public conversation, right? So yeah. there was a lot of uh, uh, back and forth going on between the three of them and a few others also. There was John Brown um, at that time. You know, John and Ackle were and fell silent. There was Paul Ortiz, who became Jim Spanner. Jim Spanner. Um, so, like all these guys, you know, I was like very much like I came a little later onto the picture, but these these guys were all chatting and like exchanging, you know, ideas and tips and tricks and stuff. And I and I was reading and lurking and you know just fascinated by all of this because I was like every little bit of you know uh, nugget of information there was like yes, you know, new hack discovered, like cut. 4.5k with a blah 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 this you know sharp Q and suddenly you'll lose all the fizz in your guitar I'm like oh my god you know like I've just unlocked the key to tone oh <laughs> uh, man fuck we were such nerds um, yeah so so Zoran was of course um, you know he's I would like to say you know one of our own and you know it felt so good to you know see and of course I think every all of us were fans of his brother and you know Warren and Zero of course were one of the pioneering rock bands but when I I remember hearing Zoran's demos and I was just like this is fucking incredible and uh, this is in the Orchid days so I pinged yeah. him and just on the off chance you know I might just get a reply and I was just like hey you know I asked him some technical question about one of his demos and he was he just replied back with way more information than I thought he would give me we corresponded a bit and um, the next thing I know he's coming he has you know his he's becoming more and more like known and then he came to Delhi to produce a band Them Clones he came to Delhi to re- record their album he ended up staying at my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we um, and in our downtime, but we were just talking about them clones in the morning. Really? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, in the downtime from working on that album, uh, when we were at mine, like, uh, you know, I I was like, listen, I've got these riffs lying around. Can you just like help me put them together? You yeah. know, like make a help me make a yeah. song out of it. And we did that, and he basically helped me produce. I mean, pretty much like did the chunk of it himself. And um, helped me arrange that song, helped me write the, you know, like structure it together. And that's what became Treyas. Like, so that was like, so already, you know, like I had a very unfair sort of head start over everyone else because I was just like, I have this guy, you know, who's... Yeah, but there must have been something about your, whatever you sent him or whatever conversation Mm -hmm. you had with Mm -hmm. him that piqued his interest, right? Otherwise... No, for sure, for sure. But, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how, you know, these things all sort of fall into place. You know, what were the odds of that happening, right? Like him... Not just coming to Delhi, staying at my place, and you know, us hitting it off. Not just as you know, well, f- professionals, but also as friends. You know, we got along so well, and yeah, you know, just the fact that you know, suddenly I have my first ever single that I've put out. Like, even if it's still in like, relatively demo form, it wasn't on the album, but like an instrumental demo is of such high standard, right? Yeah. Because like I had this person who's such an expert at what he does, um, helping me with it, and suddenly. I realized I knew at the at the time that okay I've right at the beginning I've set the bar like really high and this is of course like I'm very 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 conscious of the fact that you know it's not because of me it's because I've had like a lot of really really good help 
but uh, i i recognize that now that i've set the bar high and he's not going to be around every single time to you know just like you know sort yeah, me yeah. out every single time you know with mixing and blah 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 so that i think made it very clear to me that i fuck all right i need to match up to my own shit you know and then dots happened and then or whatever you know those other songs happened yeah, and yeah. i still remember listening because i think it was probably on the forums where machine head yeah. uploaded, uh, <laughs> saying hey guys and there was like a specific for, uh, area of the forums also where people would say like hey i recorded this yeah, review and band stuff types, like that yeah. and i still remember yeah promote your bands was and everything probably something there was like also that. like a recording section yeah recording section uh-huh. like a gear section yeah. and i think yeah the gear the section, gear yeah. section yeah just listening to that i mean of course it's very easy now 10 years later to say yeah we knew it was the next big thing i don't think anybody who listened to it i'm sure Least you also me, yeah. yeah would have realized where it had all kind of spiraled into no, and of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you knew that you know this was something recorded by someone you knew even though it was like over a forum that you mm. knew him mm. This was standing up to the rest of the stuff that you're learning, and let's sure. put it into context. Also, the metal that was being released that time. Mm. This is like no one had even freaking heard or even used the term "gent" at that time. I think you know that's a very interesting point that you bring up, and I think that's also part of the reason why it became as <clears throat> you know success. Of course, is a relative term, but like as well known as it eventually did is because um, th- look, I. this is a controversial thing but like i i do believe that luck plays a huge 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 that's part that's exactly you know? was yeah. a what i was going to actually ask yeah, you like yeah. naysayers will yeah. will hear this story yeah. and say bro this happened because you were in the right place at the right yeah. time and the universe conspired to make it happen yeah. right hmm. but they don't see the amount of effort that it takes to even reach that stage sure, sure. and and after that hmm. for all like you yourself said it you you set your by uh, you set your bar at such a high mm. point mm. it must be like it must be eating you up ki boss abhi main agla cheez kya kar sakta hu like what's the next step from there weirdly enough i don't know i i i don't think so i think i was just having way too much fun um you know doing what i was doing also i i did get a little again luck you know um as it turns out again because we are in the digital age and because recording became digital and you know now you could have things like templates and you could you know have yeah. you know so so what i i asked zoran very nicely is like you know that first session that you did for me can i have a copy of that so i can make a template out of it and study it you know and you know break it down and like understand exactly how it's all been set up and um and so already like i have a way bigger head start than anyone else like not only have i had like a you know a single like well produced for me at a very high standard i also have a free masterclass yeah. in yeah. how to mix right there in front of me for my own song so i was just like this is insane you know and um yeah, well you know like you said about the naysayers that's true but you know i feel like look hard work is yeah of course you know there's no substitute for it but i do feel like pretty much everyone does that i mean it's 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 not that ha- that's just like a basic prerequisite that you have to just take for granted like i mean without that nothing is going to happen anyway you know like if you don't work hard you're not success will never come to you i mean it may but it'll be very fleeting it won't it won't be sustainable but i think there's a combination of hard work and like you said being in the right place at the right time that that i think really sort of takes something from not just being good 
but being good and also successful in terms of outreach and blah 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 and it just so happened that you know this this thing became a a subgenre in of itself and you know it became well the latest well uh, what do you say flavor of the month yeah which and i think we sort of caught on to the tail end of that because i was yeah. also very much you know like i was trying to be a perfectionist and you know perfect the album and make sure that it was you know, as good as it possibly could be and by the time it was it it came out the first one um i think this whole thing had pretty had taken yeah. off you know like the peripheries and the tesseract yeah, by then like, i think yeah. and that it was, was in I full th- flow at that point yeah. yeah i think by then even periphery at that point i still remember listening to their first album they also worked so much on it Dude. and then plus getting their lineup put yeah. together was such a groundbreaking band yeah. yeah you know like they've um, but let's dwell just on hmm. uh, blinding white noise for hmm. a bit cuz sure. for me it's personal because i still remember listening to dots for the first time uh, on a cd that hmm. came with the rsj <laughs> man had like i i don't think we can spend like multiple episodes talking about amit sagal and now yeah, yeah. uh what a pioneer he was yeah, in yeah, the indian yeah. music scene yeah. but just listening to it from you know a clip that i heard on uh, you know the, the rsj the forums to now a cd mm. and then actually holding blinding white noise in my hand or getting that mm. album in there it's it seemed like a lot happened tell me like from your perspective you talked at least about dots mm. where did you kind of realize or what was it you know to get that album out at which point because i still remember and i'm going to make reference to mm-hmm. an old interview mm-hmm. we did years mm-hmm. ago yeah yeah, yeah. i was actually can... watching it like a <laughs> few months ago yeah for those Crazy. of you who can yeah. like find it on youtube yeah uh, yeah, yeah. i still remember <laughs> you were talking about at that time you know b69 no yeah b69 yeah. where you were talking about giving the album out for free so yeah. where did it kind of change for you in terms of I know we're going to talk I'm going to yeah, yeah. bring reference to turning points yeah. but how did things change for you at that point Again you know uh I I I this is a difficult admission for me to make but I have never particularly been a hustler you know in life like I'm not really the kind of guy to go out and like really you know like put myself out there I'm much I I think by nature I'm a slightly reticent kind of like a slightly shy individual like you know i i i'm not particularly fond of you know thrusting myself into the limelight and stuff like that so so as it turns out like again i got lucky because a lot of these a lot of the opportunities that came were not because of me going and seeking them out it was the other way around um like you know i had so, so sorry what was the question again so no, the, the question, what was it how did the thing yeah how did huh, it how huh, did huh. it uh, turn from from all of that into yeah, this yeah from something which was just on forums right, to right. sky harbor mm. and then you're like now definitely in history mm. you will go down as or sky harbor will go down as <laughs> one of the bands from india that made it big <laughs> you had daniel tompkin singing on your album yeah man. you know what i mean like see all of this stuff you can't uh, you 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 can't you can't count on these things happening right you can't like and i was personally like i was a little i am like i said you know i'm a, i'm a shy sort of character and like i was very kind of starstruck by all these people you know so like i would definitely not have been the kind of guy to like reach out to say someone like a tompkins and be like yo do you want to sing over my stuff <laughs> like um that imposter syndrome within me was also very real you know like you know ha theek hai na i mean i'm doing cool stuff i'm having a lot of fun but like it's nowhere near the level of these cats so yeah like you know this was in the myspace days and i think it was good that we all had these accounts because again i got a message from him online saying that you know i'm 
singing in Tesseract, but I'm looking for collaborations to do, you know, just for fun because I'm trying to branch out and, you know, do stuff besides of besides my main band. And I was like, what is going on? You know, like, this is okay. Yeah, because Great. This, at this point, <laughs> Tesseract was blowing up. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they yeah they were they were in that they were the trajectory they was, was the, very yeah, much they were, yeah they were clearly the band that you talked about if you were talking about that sound yeah yeah, yeah. that album had the, just been released no, they were uh, getting offers from uh, the, the, they were they were starting to headline this is yeah places. I think this was pre the release of one but it was when that concealing fate yeah. EP oh, yeah, yeah which of course yeah. is like their definitive, definitive work definitive. yeah um, yeah you know so I like I said you know again these things just fell into place uh, the whole Marty Friedman thing happened completely randomly uh, and I think that added a lot of weight I mean even though like his contribution by itself was what it's a couple of guitar solos but just that association you know just, and the, it gives a lot of validation ki, okay you know someone of this this you know with this background and this pedigree is sort of yeah and it also yeah. helps you get noticed man like immediately yeah, when you yeah. hear of Marty Friedman collaborating with an Indian Bedroom You'll producer. be like, I want to see what this is all about. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. And, and then... I think, I think that helped a lot with Discovery. Because hugely, it, yeah, I, yeah, I, I still absolutely. remember from going back to my earlier statement of mm. people who I knew in college who mm. also listened to metal mm-hmm. talking about it here. There were a lot more people. And for all of us who were back on the forum back then, <laughs> this was our guy. Like, we know this. And <laughs> there was a lot of pride we took in that. That, you know, oh we man. knew this. We've seen how this has blown up. And I'm going to step forward a little more mm-hmm. but for me another moment which is mm-hmm. really great and mm-hmm. I still I think you might remember this well is the NH7 Weekender yeah. when you went live as a three piece yeah, yeah, yeah. for me I as somebody who's been observing your career and mm. uh, the band mm. uh, for a while mm. that for me was a huge turning point it was no doubt because it beca- you went from being a bedroom producer somebody mm. playing your guitar recording clips to mm. now a live band yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was like of course, I don't know. With what those musicians. Yeah, with those musicians. Yeah. I mean, I still, I, do, I remember the story of Anoop, but I remember meeting Anoop and Anoop, I think had flown like 20 hours or something just to fly, yeah. play that gig. That doesn't happen. <laughs> that sort of shit doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, even at the time, I remember thinking, dude, this is completely unprecedented. And there is no way to plan for these things. So you know what? I'm just going to go with the flow and man, like it's, you know, the universe is clearly, you know, has a plan in mind. So I'm, I'm not going to stop working hard, but like, you know, I can't plan for these outlandish things to happen, you know, where you can have a drummer who not just is an insane drummer, but like, it just so happens that he can fly standby because his mom was a senior United uh, Airlines official. So he could fly standby, which means he didn't have to uh, pay for a ticket. Oh my God, this is like... Seats. basically that basically yeah, yeah 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 so like it's it's base yeah. yeah so you're just like it's you know like pieces are just falling into place like all these boxes are just being ticked like crazy right how am i supposed to afford a plane ticket for someone you know like wow. just, yeah. <laughs> so like i said you know all these things are just falling into place then the label scene and i think that of course the, the when a label first expressed interest and it happened to be basic and basic was again like working with these yeah. yeah you know they they had identified this is like the niche that we want to you know sort of grow and i think hearing from them suddenly made me think oh fuck all right uh, actually no sorry my bad um this was again man and i feel really grateful that i've had so many like well wishers and you know people who have you know just felt um 
felt that you know this has some worth or whatever because like my friend Akibwani who is like who, who was the head designer at RSJ at the yeah. time so they were RSJ was obviously all constantly in touch with you know these labels around the world and you know because they would keep um, they would keep featuring their bands on their compilations yeah, i think basic did one did a few of their artists yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff like and that. that uh fell silent i fell think silent, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and silent. this is how i think akib reached out to bali who was the who who ran basic records saying that uh, because they'd been corresponding for a bit and i remember he sending out that email and and i think seeing me in it i can't remember but i I th- he sent out an email to them asking would you be interested in signing an indian band um you know this is their myspace whatever url and the reply came back saying that yeah actually i've been keeping a, an eye on him for a bit now um and it's 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 interesting stuff but i'd like to you know hear from him as to what plans he has for the music first and then we started chatting and then I'd, at this point i'm like you know what i'm just going to wing it because that weekender had thing had just uh, had just yeah um the offer had just come you know so it's like okay there's a chance to take this live um anup was going to be playing drums so i'm like okay i have like a really solid sort of rhythm section you know there which means that one can build on this down mm. the line so i was like you know what dude yeah my plan is there was no plan but i was like my plan is that you know i would love to you know be touring or like performing a little more regularly in the next say 6 to 12 months uh and from there who knows but yeah you know the plan is definitely put this album out you know and like put some work behind it and i'm i'm just winging it at this point you know being like let's see what happens and he was like all right well cool you know we'll get this uh, contract drawn up and you know we'll uh, you know let me know if you have any questions about this agreement and then you know we can uh, we can announce the signing like in a couple of weeks i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh because like 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 we discussed the plan at this point was still very much to put the record out for free yeah. not just that it had been announced that it was going to go out for free uh, i had already printed a whole bunch of cds and i had in fact if i'm not mistaken i had uploaded the album to bandcamp as well just not made it public wow with a release date and it had anyway been delayed because i mean you know a lot of people were asking yeah. you know when when is it coming when is it I'm coming i'm pretty sure i was coming? one of those guys bugging you yeah <laughs> i mean like i loved it don't get me wrong it's like fuck you know this feels great people really want it but um, then i you know announced the delay and uh, because i you know this was like there were it was literally a matter of days i think oh yeah i had planned to release it at nh7 yeah. that november 20 or something like that 2011 so something like that yeah, something like that 20th or 20 2011 but this yeah. is like the last week of uh, november of november yeah, yeah something like that 26th yeah. of november something like that it was yeah. uh, i remember like yeah that was the supposed to be the release day and this conversation is happening just a couple of days before the show so i'm wow. like bro actually planta he's like well i mean you know i mean you can go ahead and do that if you want but you know then obviously like we can't work this out and i'm like shit 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 okay decisions decisions what do we do do we pull the plug on this at the last minute and of course yeah i mean i did because it was like it's not such a big deal yeah people want to wait they can wait and plus it'll you know yeah have a much greater outreach if if we let it if we sign and then that that happened um so and that of course was a big turning point because now not only is it that i have the well wishers and you know like friends and all the good vibes on my side but i also there's also like the industry which has gotten involved and um yeah from there it was just like like you know it just started snowballing i think because then that first show happened and on the basis of that first show 
again, dude, this is again, you can't make this shit up, right? You can't legislate for these things to happen. Um, the Lamb of God show. Yeah, another right? turning point. Yeah, what the fuck was that, right? And that again was a thing where that was actually way bigger of a turning point than I think some people may realize because when Chris reached out and again like Chris reached out I'm just saying this so casually you know like no big deal beta hua yaar ha yaar hai yaar wo apna ha ve bhon sadi ke double base kick se nahi baja raha tu fuck the guy is not even in lamb of god anymore yeah he's not fuck man that broke my heart but um, yeah it did us too hai na yeah but uh, yeah so when he reached out um so actually he reached out saying that he had started a label and he wanted to sign my project to it that's how that conversation first happened like it was over soundcloud he had this handle called eagle adler which i didn't connect at first and i was like i ignored it because i was like you know i'm already talking to like a label then he sent a follow up message and he signed off as like chris adler chris at lamb of god.com i was like oh, oh. maki chut <laughs> um fuck then i replied i was like listen man i'm really sorry you know like i've already got this agreement in place but you know it would be like an absolute honor if one day we could share the stage blah 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 i will keep you posted on my progress and maybe down the line we can work together i was like dude absolutely you know and if we ever come to india then i'll keep you in mind so then i i told bali about this that you know he's there he's aware you know like he that's a good contact to yeah. have so the moment lamb of god announced that they were doing a world tour and india was one of the stops bali reached out to chris back again and said that you know would you want these guys and chris reached out again back saying yes 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 you know they, we need them like we i want these kids to be the the main support and you can have your opening acts or whatever but we want them like to be you know play before so when this happened suddenly now i reached out to tomkins to dan saying yo like you know lamb of god have asked us to be direct support yeah. and then i think that made him also think that all right this is this could be more than just like a you know a, a studio collaboration yeah. or whatever like there's something here then he agreed to do that show and he was like you know let's that would be a good show to do because you know you're guaranteed what 8 to 10000 people oh yeah and that was a big show it's a massive it's still possibly one of the biggest shows we've ever played wow till date yeah very few shows have come close to that just in terms of the sheer number of people and how wild that gig was that i mean was- we've We've played wild shows. Don't get me wrong. Like especially in Bangalore, like that city has been so good to us. But, but that 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 day was like it was ridiculous. But um, but yeah. So, and then on the basis of that Lamb of God show again, associations. Uh, then Euroblast festival were like, oh, you're doing all of this stuff. Why don't you come over to Germany? And then you know it's, <laughs> you know these things just sort of, it's like a chain reaction, right? It just it just keeps going. So yeah, I and, was. And one of the things. was great just to see you playing bigger and bigger stages now yeah. like now i think you've probably played more shows in like certain european cities than you've played bangalore or bombay totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or even the the states for that matter now yeah we've done so many us tours at this point yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are certain venues where you walk in and you're like ha 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 you know that smell of that dressing room <laughs> oh yeah this is the venue with that shitty catering they'll only give you cold you know frozen microwave pasta <laughs> <laughs> for lunch but yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy. But, crazy but a lot has changed uh you know mm. since the days we're talking mm. now i mean mm. the band has kind of mm. changed you've got mm. a i wouldn't say new singer because mm. he's already been on the album and he's been with you for a while four years now yeah, yeah four years i still remember that's longer than dan was in the band yeah and i still remember the second version yeah it's it is version 2.0 yeah yeah And yeah. just seeing like him 
and i i think we saw him live before uh, the only thing he played uh, i mean he recorded was i think uh, his audition probably yeah. that he had so yeah so for a lot of us like watching uh, eric's first show and yeah. i can't believe i'm saying eric like yeah he's my homeboy but he is yeah <laughs> but watching his first show in bombay because he, there wasn't a lot of material in in bombay ஒன்ஸ்டிங் played the chaos side yeah. of him and just his that was his idea wow it was his idea he was like yo you got to break out some of these riffs again and i was like sure <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. it was nice just to see that totally. side of uh, there but like how's the whole evolution been i mean uh, you had aditya come on hmm. drums you hmm. had eric hmm. how did that kind of change the band or why I, did that i think um, you know we were talking about this earlier you know when we were upstairs at the cafe how there are no shortcuts and you have to pay your dues and i think um in hindsight of course one can realize these things there was definitely a period where you know we were flying high you know like this all these opportunities and suddenly you feel like you know you've leapfrogged your way up you know because that lamb of god show happened and not that i fe- you know i was i i'm till this day like i very much try and keep my feet on the ground at all times but you know we were built above the bms and you know all these other bands and these guys have been playing like for donkeys years right like they're way more experienced as a live act than we were that was like our first show as a full lineup yeah, full with band, with, yeah. with singer and second ever show in our lives and we suddenly like build you know as main support and you know above all of these and i it felt a little weird to me but at the same time you know there was so much stuff going on i was like dude yeah i'll just roll with it man like there's all this killer shit and there's euroblast and this because it was still new and it was still fresh and you know everyone wanted like a piece of it then uh once the novelty wore off you know that's like all right they're not really new anymore you know, they've been around for a bit and then suddenly all these exclusives started drying up you know like a euroblast would no would not pay for us to go to germany have an all expenses paid vacation basically and get to also play some music to a bunch of you know crazy german fuckers and come back so that these things started drying up you know so it was like now you're just another band on the circuit and you know you got to slog it the same way you 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 know like everyone else does because that's how it works yeah. and i think this realization was very sobering because it was like you know okay cool we've 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 gotten a very nice leg up but now it's you've got to work for it you know um you know we're not going to have everything spoon fed to us you know all all the time and i think these um the the res- what it involved because up until that point everything was like very scattered you know it's like one show here one show there a festival here a festival there you know high paying whatever you know yeah. well not high paying but definitely all expenses paid you know you're not losing money you know, on yeah. these things um and which is why i think you know dan anup all of these guys were still able to do it because there was never any question of it being like a career band i mean we might have wanted to but it was also like dude this is logistically so impossible so let's just have fun doing it as long as you know it's not yeah. too much of a stress and um, and then we realized that well you know if we're going to make it in this in this industry then you have to you have to pay your dues and you have to you know like you have to grind it out and work your way up the ladder because i mean we're not uh, we're not flavor of the month anymore 
you know and again even if you are flavor of the month that's very fleeting that comes and it will go you know and then again you have to work you there's no substitute for the work and then uh, this realization that it was going to have to have a lot of time put into it a lot of work and a lot of investment also financially logistically time you know all of these things would have to go and i think that was very hard for some of these guys to do because they also had other projects and in anoop's case it was i think he was with intervals yeah. at the time which i mean of course that whole thing was a quite a mess and it unfolded very poorly for him you know he got very unlucky there but that was the one band at the time i remember having this conversation with him where he was like dude i want to play drums you know i i i just want to be playing drums and this band is giving me the opportunity to do that and i would love to do it with sky harbor but we can't because dan won't do it you know and dan also couldn't do it he's like you know he's got responsibilities yeah. and the band is not about to start turning a profit anytime soon and you know he's got a wife and he's got a kid on the way so it's like and these are things which i can't even relate to because i'm like in my you know mid 20s and i don't have any such responsibilities you know i again privilege you know like we here are very privileged we grew up in our parents house we don't have to pay rent you know we don't really have to worry about a damn thing you know they have to pay the bills and it's hustle know? basically it's hustle you have to be hustling you know so the way i would treat a tour as you know as a, an expensive vacation like he can't afford to do that so it was like okay i can take out say two weeks at a stretch here there you know and make it work you know like somehow like you know lose the income for that bit but make it work but i can't you know do like four weeks five weeks you know like these month long runs which you have to do there's just no working around because if you you go out for a two week tour you're going to lose way even more money the only way you really like recoup your money is if you play more and more and more and more shows so that all you know eventually sort of yeah yeah it well or comes close to yeah um so there was that there was a huge conflict there you know dan couldn't tour anup wanted to tour um anup left first because he was like dude this my other band is giving me the opportunity to do what i want which is play drums and so i was like dude i can't fucking stop you from doing that because it's also then unfair to tell him that oh you know we've got this happening and uh, you know you cancel all your other shit and make this work which on paper it should be you know like whatever whoever gets booked first but that's the one that's allowing him to you know pursue his career being a career musician, musician. like career to a touring drummer and whereas this is going to be like a a fun thing you know so if there's ever a conflict then there's he has to prioritize that similar with dan as well like if there is ever a conflict he has to prioritize the other thing so both of them ended up leaving you know so it was it it i mean and at this point the question was you know what do we do do we just pack it up because we've had a great run right like it's been it's been a lot of fun we've achieved all of these things we've played download you know like we've opened for our favorite bands you know we've many many bucket list things have been ticked off so either you stop or uh, and there was very much like that question was there like you know do we just you know call time on it or no just do other things in life you know it's not like we'll stop making music by ourselves um but yeah then we decided no man like this this unit has a lot more to offer and you know well the the musical core of it is still the same because you know anup didn't really write the music dan didn't, dan wrote just you know he was the singer so it was dev i and krishna and we were the 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 well the core of it so we were like man we can we have a lot more to do you know we've got you know we have all these ideas and so yeah then we you know then we decided let's do it with friends you know guys who are really you know who don't really have that kind of responsibility with other projects and who can afford to you know make this their main squeeze so then we we got aditya on board and then 
and then we were just asking around actually as far as the singer thing goes because <laughs> this was a very difficult thing for me because i've i've seen the history of bands that lose dan as a singer and it's not good <laughs> not good you know whether it be piano that was his first band you know he couldn't de- he couldn't uh, continue with them because of time fell apart um first signs of frost fell apart tesseract lost dan and then they went through like a fucking revolving door yeah. of singers like they changed every 6 months or something like that released like one little little ep with each new singer until they were like fuck it yaar tu wapas aa ja you know so i was like uh you know that the the history is not encouraging yeah. how do we do this and so i and we were like you know do, do we make it public and you know call for auditions and but again my nature is like not to do yeah. these things you know like i just want to quietly get on with it and make the music like i want tamasha nahi karna so then we asked around our friends and i asked forester who had you know again another bucket list we got him to mix guiding lights um he is the producer for uh, carnival and you know this yeah. the Auss- Aussie prog scene for folks who don't know um Right, so I asked him, "Do you know anyone who might be interested?" Because location is clearly no barrier. So you know, can you uh, anyone in Australia who might be interested? And he was like, "No, I don't know, but I do know this one American dude who has who I've seen like putting up some covers of you know DLC and Carnival and stuff." And he, you know, why not just ask him if he's? Uh, so then we sent Eric a message, and the next thing you know, he's like, he replies in within hours, and we're on tour at this point. We're on the last leg of shows with Dan ever that's ever going to happen and like Dan is in the room with us and we're like you know fuck okay how do we do this you know and he's also like help helping us out he's you know screening every everything that we do and he's like yeah you know you guys should consider him consider that don't consider him blah 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 it was like a there was no like awkwardness there you know he wanted the best for us and he was trying to make it as smooth as possible then yeah eric replied back within hours being like yeah sure man i'm down what do you want me to do i was like okay can you record an audition and send it and he did that again within a few hours and we're like guys i think we're good <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was hard though because from then on suddenly now it became like the glamour is gone you know like all of that stuff is gone you know like the easy these the thing the, the time of shit falling into your lap is over now it's the time to hustle and now is now when you need people to help you you know industry guys you need managers you need booking you need agents because now you're just one of many right because that gent thing is now it by this point it's it's plateaued and it's also fading out now everyone's progressive yeah you know so <laughs> na- <laughs> no, i don't think anyone uses gent anymore yeah but, it's all prog right you kind of brought brought me into a great segue which is mm. now since you'll put out sunshine dust mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. how would you compare like the whole expectation or at least forget the expectations mm. recording and writing mm. that album mm. versus guiding lights mm. not even going to blinding white mm. noise mm. but just the comparison how different was it of course complete different personnel but the core remaining the same uh you mean like in terms of the music or in terms of the experience of just making it both if you both, could yeah. if you could i think so this i think if it's not obvious enough by this point we will never every album is going to be very different from each other it's just because i think with every body of work we put so much of ourselves into it that by the time it's done with one body of work you're spent you know it's like speaking in a particular language right and it's like i'm burned out like i don't i can't you can't write like that again it's like this is i've poured all of my energy into expressing this sentiment and it's done and it's beautiful and it's amazing and i'm so proud of it but i can't do it again maybe i'll come back to it like later many years down the line but for now i've said all that i needed to say i've expressed all that i wanted to express in this 
vein or in this you know in this aesthetic i can't find the right word but you you get what i'm saying yeah which is why then it's like all right cool yeah completely yeah. dude so by the time guiding the space that you were in at that point oh yeah so yeah. by the time guiding less was done it was like fuck dude like i mean we we love doing the whole long format song thing but no way can we do that again like you know it's like we want to do the opposite like what still gets us excited because if we had tried to do that again it would have felt like work you know now you have to match up to this and you have to create something that's like that but better and if you're thinking about it that way then you're doing it wrong yeah you and and listeners can feel they do they can the, they the authenticity know, of it man totally if you're faking it it's so obvious you know it's so obvious if you're trying too hard you know to like recreate something i mean we all know that you know as fans of music we can tell immediately when can, something yeah, sounds yeah, uninspired yeah, or yeah, you know contrived yeah. we know so i was like wo to nahi karna you know um so then we're like okay let's dig deep and see what still exists and this is where you know we you you listen to different music also you're exposed to different music all the time so you know you're like all right cool you know this is cool uh let's see if we can channel ourselves through you know and express these different things so suddenly it's like all right cool we've written like these nine nine long minute long songs how about we try and write you know shorter ones how about we try and um you know focus more on hooks as opposed to you know like these massive passages of mm-hmm. of sound because that was now exciting it was like we've not done this before why well, it's a challenge it'll be fun so that's how that's how sunshine does became a thing because it was it was it was what was exciting us at the time you know it it wasn't like the easy way out trust me like you know i mean <laughs> I, a lot of friends have have told me like to my face that you know i didn't like that last album you know you're trying to be something that you're not i'm like <laughs> you have no idea you know like what it feels like when you've said something and you've said it to the point where you could you, you know you need to find something new to like keep it or else it's like you stop you know if it were a case of like we need to do guiding lights part 2 i would have rather just been like guys let's just not do it we've had we've done part 1 it was insane like we, there's no way we can replicate that again so enjoy those songs are still there for people who want to hear them exactly yeah that, that's a that's a point that most people don't get they that don't. hey if you want to listen to that listen it's to it? there just, just listen to it exactly it's right there that's what i tell anyone who wants to listen who says new metallica sucks This old Metallica, <laughs> go! It's exactly. listen to the, listen to those four stars. Yeah, but, what's but, wrong with you? Huh. But on to the next thing. I mm. mean, coming to the music mm-hmm. part. Mm. If you look at the album, mm. top to the end, you mm-hmm. have you know dim. Mm. You have uh, a single. Yeah. Dim was the first sing official single. The second one, yeah. I think Descent. Yeah. So yeah. when you look at dim versus mm. descent, yeah. you have like there's a huge and those two. I mean, essentially oh, yeah. were the singles that you put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, leaving mm. the songs that were mm-hmm. released before mm-hmm. the album, mm-hmm. there was such a contrast in that. So you're just wondering where is Sky Harbor going with this? Um, are they going back to new metalish, <laughs> which with, with descent? Dude, totally, man. Yeah. And then <laughs> when you listen to the album on a whole, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense there. It does, right? It kind of See, flows. Yeah, in it there. does, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. When you release them as singles, you can be like, "Oh yeah, where is this coming from?" And I think from? that's you know? we've we've that's, discussed this, yeah, where a lot of times mm. bands mm. are putting out singles, mm. but Context. already people mm. are like, "Wait, this is your judged yeah. judgment." Yeah, yeah, decreed. So, like the first time you when you put out dim, and it was like, "Oh yeah, they're coming back." Yeah, descent. What's going what on? Okay, fuck, yeah. Should I even listen to the album? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So what was it like? Just kind of like because it's a very different mm. sonic template mm. if you think mm. about it. Mm. I mean, it's light years ahead mm. uh, of uh, where blinding white noise was, mm. and then again guiding lights. Mm-hmm. So what was the kind of stuff that pushed you? I know you wanted to do shorter songs. You said. I think the the single biggest factor is in on guiding lights. Well, the music was essentially written by the by the three of us. uh and on this one it was everyone because man like i will be i can be honest about this like i don't have the batteries in me to write like a, a full length sky harbor record entirely on my own you know i mean i can but like it would be very daunting and it would i would probably want to take like 7 8 years over it you know to really dig deep and find that inspiration because i'm a bit of a this one that way you know like i want it to be pure and i want it to really be inspired like there shouldn't be like an uninspired moment on it which is why it was like dude let's just all make the music you know and and we all got along really well so it was like well you bring what you have to the table and you know we we run it through this through this yeah. filter and you know we we'll see what comes out the other end so there was eric and descent happened because eric was like yo man like i mean so you know i'm listening to blinding white noise and there's a lot of these slightly new metally grooves and i was like dude oh my god yes because i grew up <laughs> yeah in that era you know like i mean i'm a 90s kid you know i mean i'm i so I grew up listening to Alice in Chains, you know, Alice in Chains was like st- still is like, you know, my jam, you know. So like thick, you know, like heavy dense atmosphere is Alice in Chains metal or not? It's whatever you want it to be. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken out. Easy way out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> easy easy way out, easy answer. Yeah, so you know, I I was like, yeah, why am I ashamed of that? because it's cool to be ashamed of you know being a fan of new metal fuck that you know like i mean i've been doing this for too long to you know worry about such ridiculous things anymore so come on he was like yeah why don't you just write a song like that you know just have some fun make some riffs again because i think with the whole guiding lights thing interestingly when we put that album out we got a lot of flack from people saying that where are the riffs you know like the metal has gone and it now it's all this very vanilla sort of like floaty dreamy blah 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 so you that's why now you can never really please any everyone So at that time there were people bitching about that and now people are bitching that you know like it's lost its the the beauty and the you know the emotion and blah 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 so it's like fuck man like you know I'm just doing what pleases me at a particular time and when Eric suggested to me he's like dude why don't you bust out a couple of verses like yeah I haven't done that in a while this 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 could be fun and then yeah I just picked up the guitar and the next thing you know that happened right and he's like dude this is amazing let's 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 make a song out of it it may or may not make the album but let's do it because it'll be a fun song regardless <coughs> so we made it and uh, so yeah so all five of us you know well we were ri- writing parts contributing and like because now all five have recording setups and you know have like the ability to sort of you know do this uh, which wasn't always the case earlier so now it's like the songs are just taking shape you know with five different sources of input so obviously it will be a lot more varied and a lot more well bipolar if you will and then what we did at the end of it because there were five heads together is we needed the producer you know the external producer which is like acha dekho aisa hai you know we could do it ourselves but and we did and we scrapped it you know we had a version of the album ready to go which again you know like the first one was going to be released on and it's seven the second this this one was our self produced version of it was going to be released when we went on tour with the deftones in 2017 wow that's when it was it was ready it was re- it was ready it was it all i had to do was upload it wow it was done like i had mixed it i'd produced it like everything was ready 
and then at the last minute we got cold feet and we're like guys you know like are we sure is this the best version of it that it can possibly be because we're we're all saturated right it's one thing if like i have like the control of it so i make the decisions and blah 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 but when you're fighting five different opinions and it all comes to me and i'm supposed to sort of make sense of it but at the same time i'm also one of the five so i have no objectivity right yeah you're just yeah. too close to it too close and uh, so and at this point i'm making decisions without knowing what the fuck i'm doing which was a very disconcerting thing for me because as a producer the one thing i value above everything else is objectivity i need to be able to zoom out and think for the song not think for the this part yeah, or that part yeah so that was when you we were like okay okay and then as it happened the our uh, label with uh, the 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 basic contract was up you know we delivered the two albums that we owed them and we had new management who were like well you know let's sign you to a bigger label one thing that i am very grateful to them for is they sent us to australia and they were like you know work with forry and like be in the studio live in the studio for a month and like you know make the album the, the old school way like how metallica made the black album you live in the studio for a month your only agenda is you wake up you make the music you go to sleep thinking about the music you wake up back at it again for a month right so it's it's got yeah you know so you're watching those like clips that you guys were putting up on instagram yeah. it was a lot of fun dude it was man like that was a that, that's one experience that i will always treasure for the rest of my life i mean we're feeling the repercussions of it now because it was such an expensive thing to do and we weren't spending the money the label was but not the label needs their money back yeah. let's uh, <laughs> we've talked so much about sunshine does yeah a year later yeah. any song you want us to play from it like in any in any reason why on the podcast yeah from from the uh, from sunshine dust yeah. hmm man you know what it's weird like so after it was done i couldn't listen to it for a while obviously like for a good while because i was still like being like oh is it oh, is it nice is it nice? oh this thing needs to be louder oh that layer is there oh the snare <laughs> but now i i was listening back to it a little while ago because um and i really like it man there's some good shit in there there is some there are some songs which are weaker than others some song but that goes for every album by any artist ever but on the whole i'm pretty proud of it you know like i it's not something that i that i think as uh, is not up to standard if anything else like on many in many ways it's of a of the highest standard that we've done especially sonically and some of the songs are great man like i really like blindside i think blindside is a great song i wrote that song from start to finish uh, the mu- the music that was like i think the one song on the album which was like where i did all the music like by Yeah, like compared to like the, I yeah. remember the singles you'll put out on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, uh, Chemical Hands became. Chemical Hands was again like you know we took it to the studio and Forey listened to it and he was like, uh, it's okay, but you know it's a little, it's very random and you know it's cool. You I like the experimental blah blah blah, but like you know let's just try and you know like identify some key parts and sort of base build the song around that and like add more riffs. instead of because that tempo you know he was like this tempo is really great for you to like really go you know balls out with and ra- and it was cool and experimental and all these you know fuzzy basslines and sound sound effects and stuff is happening but he was like you know you need to put some riffs in and i liked this you know because we've gotten we've said we've gotten used to the idea of being this band that started out as playing you know really riffy like writing riffs that made people's jaws drop right i mean that's what i think that's what That It's, was dots. That was strange. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a riff where you're just like, because I'm a fan of that. Like I, I remember you know sixth and you know early early bulb and like these riffs where you're just like, yeah, you know. That, I mean, I think if I can say that was my like 
peak aggression days Dude, are you same man listening to like Fuck. sick for the first time you're like what the hell? Dude, it scares you right yeah, yeah, yeah. i was scared i remember the first time i heard sick and i was like i was literally like whoa like it 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 frightened me like those were i still couldn't believe that they that they pull it off live effortlessly yeah, they, yeah. exactly in yeah, yeah exactly that was my first exposure to sick life mm. and i still couldn't believe that it was happening and it was a near uh, you're talking about copy rendition of the this thing man of that the was actually live. that was actually one of their worst shows in terms of the tightness yeah can you imagine how <laughs> good they are you know like and that and for me as a as a viewer it was fucking incredible yeah. and i only know that it was one of their worst shows in terms of t- because i've because they spoke about it and i spoke to weller about it and weller was like you know eh, we were all jet lagged we were pissed off it was this it was that sound was you know blah, blah, blah. yeah jesus christ you know it's like standards man standards you know you look at it and you're like yeah, that shit doesn't come easy but let let's uh. get to a song from sunshine dust oh uh, i think menace Right. I really like Menace. And Why? actually Menace and Temptress is supposed to be one long song. I still to that's one decision on the album that I'm not happy about that this they, they split it up into two. It was supposed to be one big one. Can we then play it out as the way it was? Please. Because when we play it live we always like just All right. Play so them together. Guys, here's Menace and Temptress the way <laughs> it was supposed the to be. The way it was album. meant to be. <laughs> yeah.
back here with Keshav. Keshav, four months in Bombay. Hmm? How much do you hate the city, especially with the last two months of flooding that we've gone through? The only thing I'm really a little bewildered about is like, man, how do I stop all my clothes from fucking catching mold? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I opened my Almira today morning to, you know, pull out some pants because I was like, I've been wearing these pants for the past like week and a half and, you know, like they're a little dirty and all. And I pull out my other pair of pants and it's covered in fucking fungus. <laughs> what is this? But I need, I need but to stock up on that absorbia, yeah. Dehumidifiers. Dehumidifiers. Yeah. Dude, but those, that shit is expensive, huh? Like, <laughs> I was checking it out on Amazon. 25 grand a pop. Kidding Old me? school mothballs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we've been... We, I mean, in our last episode, we yeah. were... A la- couple of episodes earlier, mm. we were talking about, like, the Bombay hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. And how suddenly there's, like, this micro-movement of this sorts. resurgence of, yeah, of resurgence sorts. Yeah, of yeah, sorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... That's the same thing I remember feeling about years ago listening to like bands from Delhi. Mm. Like that aggression, that mm. balls out aggression mm. could only come from a place like that. Do you think so? I mean, Undying Ink is a prime example. For me, again, I remember listening to and we know that you had a hand in that album, Aggressive World. Uh, oh, Dynasty. yeah. Man, listening to that album I in the that train. Shit, yeah. yeah, it was like you could feel it and that but then again... I was pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Pissed off as hell. You feel yeah. that thing. And that's the same thing. Do you... My first question, since you're now a recent mm. Uh, mm. native of Bombay. Yeah. Do you see a kind of difference in like just the... Scenes. S- scenes. Essentially, we're asking you, Delhi scene is good or Bombay scene is good? Forum will be bored. I don't know. I don't think there is a scene in Delhi anymore. I mean, there is. No doubt, there are bands. But, bro, there... Actually, you know what? I'm lying. There are bands, great bands everywhere, but I think like yeah, venues are the the actual the infrastructure is now equally fucked in both cities. I feel like so, uh, yeah, they're both equally bad. <laughs> but where where do you see like? I mean, of course, you talked about Zoran and yeah, you know the sound that there yeah is is like you moving to Bombay going to have a different sound on <laughs> Sky Harbor? For no, example? definitely not. <laughs> I don't think that. No, I'm 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 too far gone to like you know have things like this. Uh, you never know. Never say never. But um, you know what? I did feel at a point that that there was a sound to the scene from both cities. You know, like Delhi had like a slightly. Um, I don't know really how to describe it, but yeah, Delhi was a little more frantic, a little more like. The, you know, there's that that aggression, like you said. And Bombay had also had like a, it was pretty savage too. But there was there was a slight there was this little tongue in cheek sort of um, vibe to yeah. you know a lot of the Bombay bands. And I, you know your scribes and your BMs and yeah, these and guys, that's you know. where you see the peers also. I mean, if you compare yeah. Delhi's Undying yeah. Inc. and I think Circus were also yeah. around at that time yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you had uh, a demonic resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, scribe, Bayanak Moth. That way, man, I actually feel like, if I have to be completely honest, I don't really think either city has really developed like its own signature. It's certainly not like, you know, a Seattle, for example, where you're like, okay, this is the sound of this city. Um, yeah, because it's that they're, they're both too diverse. And yeah, and, and face it, man, it's not as if... It's not as if rock music is our first choice of expression of music at the end of the day. S- certainly if not you were to Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, I mean, if come anything, on. the sound of Bombay has now become defined by, you know, the gully boy and the hip hop. Correct, yeah. Correct, out. correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and the sound of Delhi for me has always been good old fashioned Punjabi music. Yeah. Correct. Right? I completely agree with you. Okay. 
but anyways <laughs> let's 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 move on <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah yeah sorry delhi scene we no, just well, it's it's an interesting <laughs> thing because it just goes to show how universal you know what a universal language the rock and metal thing is like you know of course yeah everywhere you go you will find it you know and you know but then again you know i think we're still a while away from uh from taking that and like sort of making something really distinctive about it which is shaped by our surroundings i don't think we're there yet okay so here's the next question mm. completely jumping fields mm-hmm. uh when you work as a producer mm-hmm. uh how many people come up to you and say keshav <laughs> give me your sound and then how do you deal with that because as a producer Ooh. you have to do what's objectively right yeah. and it may not just be what's what the band actually wants to hear this used to be the case uh, earlier on for sure i got quite a lot of it and um, and i have to admit at that point of time because i was still you know when you don't really know all that much when you're not that clued in on you know on your skill set you know i mean you're you're good at like maybe a certain a small little mic yeah your yeah. zone you you're, you're yeah. really good inside your zone but you don't you're a little afraid i think to step out of it not because you don't want to experiment but because it's like you don't want to disappoint your client right yeah. so you're like you would rather do this and do it well than you know like take a risk and whatever so i i do feel like earlier on i did make the mistake of maybe accepting that not accepting it but like yeah just being like okay cool i'll give you you know the the same sound which of course you can't really because this you know it's yeah sounds versus you know performance a, also and yeah and i skill. think there's a difference between sonics and a sound of course like if if yeah. if, if everyone can replicate slash's guitar tone exactly. that doesn't make you slash uh, exactly no, also no, you can't man it's like you know you take warren's rig and you take his strat and you try and play through it you're not going to sound like yeah you'll sound like ass no because i remember one of the things <laughs> or dime bag for that matter huh? <laughs> one of the things Sound i remember like blades, huh? and i was doing uh, research on i realized that post blinding white noise mm. you became the go to producer in india everyone one kind off, of for sure yeah, yeah along like with like everyone mm, kind of was in coming in the rock in. and metal space yeah. maybe yeah yeah, yeah true, everyone true, was coming true. i mean yeah. i remember listening true. to a lot of albums mm. and there were like a lot of them took mm. the same thing what you did where they said oh we're produced by keshav dar now yeah. we're produced by keshav dar mixed by mm, keshav dar i i don't know whether i i think that's actually been more of a bad thing than a good thing it might have been a good thing like moment in the moment because suddenly i'm just like woo you know i'm getting all this attention everyone wants to sound like me cool 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 but it went wh- the way it works against you is that you know anyone who who eventually of course will want to you know do something different and they you know they're like okay let's see what this person's done and they check out the, the catalog and it's like everything sounds very very similar so it's like you sort of get pigeonholed and that's completely okay if your scene is thriving enough that you know you can sustain yourself based on that like for example um let's say someone like a like a joy sturges or you know like a machine or these guys you know who are in the deathcore scene for example there's so much so many bands so many artists for them that they can hone in on that sound perfect it yeah. their sound and that's it like you know people go to them for that for sound, that sound. Yeah. yeah and that's so fine yeah, yeah. yeah. kurt balu exactly yeah. best yeah. example right yeah. kurt balu like i'm i don't yeah. you can't imagine him doing anything, anything other else. than what he exactly. does yeah it becomes a headline if he Ex- does anything else yeah. yeah but in my case because of you know because we're in india and because well you know 
I don't know. I felt like that did kind of work against me because at and I was also at some level I did want to be work with other acts. I wanted to work with with singer songwriters. I wanted to work with you know slightly with non metal acts. I even wanted to work with electronic acts as purely from a you know producing point of view because I'm I'm fascinated by music, you know, and I'm fascinated by sounds and I just love. Um, I love the idea of like delving into each of them. And each different one just gets me more excited because like, oh, here's something new, you know. So I can learn something which I can then apply to something else. But that's not gonna happen if you're being pigeonholed, and you know. So like all the well, all the singer songwriters decide to go somewhere else yeah. because they're like, hey, ha, you know, ye to matlab he's gonna make me sound like a metal it's band. The metal you know? guy. This is the metal guy. Which I think I got lucky because I. Uh, um, there, did come a, again turning points. Talking of turning points, there was a band called Jester. From Delhi, uh, my Chandigarh, no, no, Delhi, Delhi, Delhi. Okay. My very, very good friend Pranav Pawa, unbelievable guitar player, incredible. Um, he uh, was the main so- writer in that band, and they were like, they were a rock band, but like, kind of like a like. Um, they were. It was weird. There was a lot of electronica in there. There was a lot of blues in there. There was a lot of jazz, and there was a lot. Yeah, it was a bit of a Frankenstein's monster. Like very interesting album though. But the sound they wanted was like not, you know, metal or anything like that. And I was very grateful because I was like, okay, here's the chance where someone's giving me the op- opportunity to not only do their record but like do it not, you know, how it's been done. And he mm-hmm. was like, you know, you take your time and we'll, you know, we'll find the sound. You know, you're not in a we're not in a hurry for you to you know give us what you know. And I found that very liberating. And on the basis of that, I, you know, he he um, he introduced me to Kamakshi Khanna, who is now, of course, one of my best friends. But she was a singer songwriter, you know, who was was also looking for a producer. And yeah. I think, like, you know, these again, word of mouth say it's like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't just do that one thing. So it, uh, and I think more and more, like, I, people across genres have now started realizing that okay, cool, this guy is, you know, he's a bit, he's more than just the metal guy is bombay keeping you happy yeah man like i mean there are certain things to be said it's more besides just the work i think one definitely needs to step out of the city where you've you know grown up your entire life and you've been staring at the same walls the same house i mean parents house you know like again after a point you need to you need to step out to you know to just grow as 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 people to you know grow as professionals also but just to it's very important to us, for us to put ourselves out of our comfort zone. Just take the leap, basically. and Yeah, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, Like, you know, we're privileged enough to the point where we will, True. nothing will go wrong. We'll survive. Worst case, we always have our fallback option. We'll go crying back home to, you know, mommy, papa and be like, oh, you know, galti kardi. But And you, they'll be gracious enough to say, aja ho beta. Aja ho beta. You know, like, that's what. So, I think, yeah, like, Bombay that way has been the pace of the city is like much quicker than delhi and i think and i i really appreciate that like i i realized one thing i like deadlines i like i like crazy deadlines because it forces me to really think on my feet and get creative and get creative within limited time periods so, you know you have to like sort of you have to think okay well i have 6 hours to deliver this mix which means and i'm starting from scratch okay so i'm going to all right cool so i have 2 hours to do this much and after the i'm going to stop doing that i'm going to move you on to the next you find your work style you do you yeah. really do yeah you become way more efficient at it. otherwise yeah. you can you know you can spend 2 days just tweaking your kick drum obviously because it's so <laughs> subjective at the end of the day right <laughs> yeah yeah and objectivity like is 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 like I said, it's it's your biggest asset. That's what people are paying you for more than just exactly. your ability yeah, to tweak yeah, knobs. Yeah, yeah. It's your ability to like make decisions for the song, you know, uh, which you can't if you have heard it too many times. Yes. There's another reason why I, I don't like producing and mixing. Like if I'm producing something, I prefer to not mix it. If I 
if i'm mixing something i prefer to not i prefer to just do that you know just because i want i don't want to spend too many hours with with a project by the time otherwise by the time you get to the mixing stage and where you've been sitting and listening to these guys do take after take after take <laughs> after take after take for weeks and you're sick of it before you even start you know i think putting any EQs for those on listening to the podcast and have heard the last one you'll hear something similar <laughs> in both predictions was that vishal no it was uh, dan swano he exactly oh right yeah 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 exactly yeah, man he hated, yeah. he hated mixing no, i've been tracking no, tracking tracking right yeah because he had already thought of the mixing <laughs> yeah you know i mean and i i do feel like i i'm i'm better when i think on my feet like you know i i run out of objectivity very fast like i get saturated very quickly so i like to make snap decisions okay cool so uh, i know we've been talking for more, more than an hour now yeah. you've got places to be jesus yeah you've got places to be uh traveling out oh, venturing yeah. out yeah into bombay so let's start wrapping it up sure, we can wrap uh first wrap up question how many kids do you get coming up to you and going like keshav ji keshav no mm. keshav uncle keshav uncle mujhe bhi sky herbert ki tarah banna hai yeah. and yeah, when yeah. that happens mm. do you do you just break it down to them and paint them yeah. here's the reality of it yeah. or do you do you tell these kids okay you obviously like do you tell them in in a nicely manner in a nicer manner what But is I that advice see i mean here's what i can say is i can only talk based on my own experience but i i will break it down but at the same time i don't want to like crush anyone's hearts and you know like be like you know this is fucked and you know you know it's going to be like miserable for you but i will say that just just do it do it for the reason why you started doing it because it's fun and because you love doing it and if you organically get to a point where enough people are interested in what you're doing not just interested in what you're doing but interested to the point where they are willing to put money behind it that's when you can maybe consider treating it as you know like a side thing and then eventually you know start uh, considering it as maybe like a full time career because there's nothing worse than jumping headlong into something which you love putting the having it you know bear the responsibility of having to pay your bills and then resenting it because it isn't of course and it's only you know? going to get tougher because technology is now so easily Dude, doable that anybody can fucking make it exactly right exactly right yeah. and i mean this is the reason why your big studios are shutting down around the world this is the reason why your big time producer and i will name no names uh but this is the reason why some of these guys are basically bitter old fucks in this <laughs> Oh, but I mean, I, and I'm, I, I hope this. And they and and they sit all day and they just complain and bitch about the fact that oh, you know, this kid in his bedroom with a MacBook is like, you know, calling himself a producer. I'm like, bhunsuri ke, you know. I can do what you're doing, but that's the thing. There's always someone snapping at your heels, so you have to keep reinventing yourself. And if you don't, it it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It matters. You're only as good as your last piece of work, yeah. right? So, and never. I think it's it's yeah. for any job. Yeah. I think that that's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing with the any creative field, with yeah. advertising, film, yeah. sound. Yeah. But you know, it's been great yeah. just to kind of and refreshing to yeah. hear because you have a lot of people who have you know their stars in. looking at the stars yeah, and saying yeah. that wow you know this is where or a lot of people who probably have been following you for a while saying yeah keshav mm. has kind of made it but it's not been an easy journey there's no i don't think i've made it at all if anything like having moved here i you realize just how um, you know you may be like a king in your bedroom but you know when it comes to actually like having the respect of professionals like you know who have seasoned professionals you know who have been doing this for a long time and people who are really versatile and i really admire versatility man like i mean it's great to be like an absolute champion at the one thing that you do but i i have a lot of respect for people who are, you know who have many facets to music and our final question to you and uh, uh-huh. 
So you've just announced a tour with Monuments mm-hmm. across uh, the US, mm-hmm. and you toured with them at Prague Fest in Australia. Yeah. Tell, t- what are you looking forward to meeting John and the rest of the guys? How's Fuck. it been? Those guys are savage, man. <laughs> I love them to pieces, but oh my god, you know, like they they have like a lev- an energy level that <laughs> I wish I wish I had. They're great, man. Like they, you know, it 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 feels really good that that they when they were thinking of uh, support bands to call out that they called us out you know to be like will you come and be main support like that was a very good feeling um even you know because we've been a little quiet uh, after the debacle of the european cancellation which of course left us like 9 to 10k dollars in the hole um which we haven't spoken about but it's you know kids this is how it works you know yeah it's yeah. it's expensive it's expensive. Yeah. it's expensive and if shit goes wrong it goes really 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 wrong you know so mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it feels it it it'll be good i think it's going to be go- a lot of fun we most tours have generally been um um uh, you know it's like you're it's it's a professional sort of thing you know you're working but here i think it'll be like you know everyone can and sort I'm of let jealous of everyone in the states who gets to see a lineup like this man um, yeah guys yeah, monuments guys if you're listening hey we're here in india <laughs> we also want to see you guys <laughs> most of sky harbors now is now is in bombay yeah. Actually that's not true man like in 2 weeks I'm going to be the l- only one in India anymore What Yeah Krishna is leaving in a couple of weeks he's going to go to a uh, college in uh, California Oh wow Yeah I don't know if you guys know this but uh, Anoop was is back in the band Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh I mean he's 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 not like a full-time touring member like he's you know but we have established that yeah we're going to write and you know make awesome. make albums with him but so that's one two Dave and Eric are already in LA, so that just leaves me wow. <laughs> all so, on my lonesome. But so, so you have an American Indo band. American now. Indo band. Yeah, <laughs> We've yeah, gone yeah. from Indo American to yeah, now yeah, American, American Indo. American Indo. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Keshav, as always, it's a pleasure uh, dude, chatting with thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this. Do you want to plug anything? Mm. Where do you do you like putting yourself out there? Do you uh, nothing now? that I do, but like man, like we were talking about this earlier, you know, but about about how you know uh, Bangladesh and Pakistan and stuff, and like how there's some thriving scenes going on there. You everyone should check out this metal band from Pakistan from Lahore called Takatak. Yeah, fuck, that's an awesome name, dude. You I you? am. I'm working on their record right oh, yeah. now, dude. They are. Thrash metal, right? Uh, they're they're like a a strange Frankenstein of everything. There's like bits of animals as leaders in there. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got like all the thumpy, you know, like the slapping guitar uh-huh. scenes going we're on. We're gonna check these. Guys. And they have vocals like now the too. Like the Seinfeld bass lines. <laughs> 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 completely, yeah. completely took that out. Um, no, but what I meant was, how can yeah. people find you online? On me, uh, I'm on Instagram, Keshavdhar. Uh, I, I, I. try and not be too much on social media these days but like you know you can find me there i'm always you know available if anyone is ever, you know just wants to chat or wants to work together like i'm i'm around uh, i'm i'm working on quite a lot of music and you know i go through these cycles where there is when i'm in release mode then it's like oh my god one thing after another is just coming out and then you're performing it but then i go quiet for periods of time where it seems like i'm not doing anything but that i'm actually like working on a lot of like uh-huh. music behind and making it getting it ready to that point uh-huh. so that process can take a year or more so i'm in that space good. right now where good that's good there's three albums being worked on simultaneously there's sky harbor album being worked on new one number 4 there is a white moth album being worked on yeah. there's a no yeah, honey yeah, album yeah. being worked on yeah that didn't mention that on our show when he yeah. came in yeah and what's the third one 
uh i have a project with uh with my friend suyash and abhilasha called no honey which is oh, like yeah. a, it's a little eclectic sort of electro pop thing which was a lot of fun again you know i just like having fun with with sounds so yeah working on just writing awesome. music you know awesome. getting back to doing it for the fun of it yeah so awesome so, there's yeah. a lot to look forward to in the coming year to, yeah. so all right man thank you guys Cheers. and thank you everyone who's listening hi is actually the first one ever to thank our listeners <laughs> because we don't do that shit <laughs> follow us on instagram yeah fuck that shit fuck you guys on instagram you all suck anyways yeah. see you guys on up cheers, cheers.